Hola mi gente, I'm your host Lore, and you're listening to Creepy Cheese. Creepy Cheesement is created for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed here do not reflect my place of work, friends, or family. So come join in, if you dare. <laughs> Bienvenidos. Hola, mi gente. It's your girl, Lore. Woo, we are back, baby. Damn, it feels good. Happy New Year. I hope 2024 has been good to y'all so far. So welcome to season four of Creepy Chisme. Season four? That's crazy. Dude, I can't believe we made it this far. To think I was just a depressed bitch with a dream and here I sit back for a fourth season. Some new things happening this season. My random thoughts intro that's actually happening right now will be no more. I do plan on just jumping right into topics because that's what y'all come here for anyway, right? You don't want to hear about my awful drama and my bad life decisions, you know? But if you are chismosas and chismosos like me and you need a little more than just the creepy kind of chisme don't worry i got you you just have to stay until the end this time i'm going to close out my episodes the way i used to start them you know that i have to spread all the chisme i can't just skip some of the chisme i hope i didn't scare y'all with that little bit of information i promise you for my older listeners Wait, that sounds bad. I'm not calling y'all old. <laughs> I was actually called an old lady today. It broke my heart. One of my students wrote about me and she said, Mrs. V is a nice old lady. Oh, kids. What I was meaning to say was my people, mi gente that have been here since the beginning. Not too many changes, I promise. We're still gonna be the same creepy chisme, just, you know, a different flow and a little bit shorter episodes because I don't wanna force y'all to have to listen to my episode for like three days, you know? This episode today, however, is a little bit different. It's just an intro to the new flow of the show. And I didn't want to shock anyone by just going right into a topic. So I'm just going to get into a few little things I've been wanting to talk to you guys about over my break. I'm still me, y'all. No one can change me. How'd you like the new intro, though? I figured it was time. I didn't think I'd find something I liked, but I actually did. Now, before we get into some creepy chisme, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who keeps coming back for more day one gente my season two peeps y'all know who you are and also hello bienvenidos to my first time listeners the fact that you are even giving me a chance to talk into your ears muchas gracias and i promise i'm not gonna talk so much this season i'm going to start my episodes like i said with info right at the beginning so you get what you come for okay Y'all mean a lot to me though, and I want to do a lot more for you guys this season. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. 
No voy a llorar. But, dude, that is something new. I cry so easily now. I hope it's not early menopause. I'm too young. I'm too young for that. But you never know. Sorry, TMI. <laughs> Welcome to Creepy Cheese, man. <laughs> Lore, yeah. You, y'all know how my brain works, okay? <laughs> TMI, sorry, that was way off topic. But some crazy stuff went down while I was on my nice, relaxing winter break. And guess what? I got sick. Don't I always get sick on my breaks? I told y'all I had, I don't know what I had. It was worse than COVID. I had the cough from hell. I'm still sick. Like it never went away. So I should probably head to the doctor <laughs> because we're already at the end of January. I shouldn't be still coughing from something at the end of December, right? But I'm good. I'm doing okay. But yes, some stuff went down and I was Oh, I was itching to tell y'all. So I figured with my new introduction episode, let's just get right into it. Y'all know what time it is. It's time to get creepy. If you're new here, just know I love some alien stories. And 2024 did not make me wait. On New Year's Day, yes, the first day of the year, some stuff went down in Miami, Florida. Bienvenidos a Miami. Oh, I hate that song, but I, that was my jam when I was a kid. <laughs> so thanks to TikTok, news quickly spread about alien beings appearing at the Bayside Marketplace mall area. It sounds wild, okay? But too much weird shit happened for me not to believe something strange was going on. Now, before I tell you what some bystanders said they saw, I want to tell you what the media said. Because we know the media is the most honest thing out there, okay? Always listen to the media. <laughs> so footage of the main street to the mall filled Filled with Miami squad cars, neighboring city squad cars. And that was one of the first videos to go viral because everybody's like, what is going on? What's happening? Why so many police cars? And I'm not talking like 20, 30. I'm talking a hundred. Okay, probably more than that. I didn't even know one city has even that many police cars. <laughs> Or do they? I never thought about it, to be honest. So the news that night, when everything came out, they claimed that a large group of rowdy teenagers were rioting and acting a fool in the mall. They were claimed to have been blowing off fireworks as well inside the building, which caused a massive panic. So apparently a lot of people believed that a gun was being fired in the mall because of the noise. So everyone just started running and hiding and screaming. And like a lot of people, most people were like, what's going on? I'm hearing things. People are screaming. People are running, you know, because, okay, if you're running, if somebody's running at you and looks terrified, what are you going to do? You're going to run, right? Why would you not run? <laughs> so yeah, people are freaking out. But the majority's like, I have no idea what's happening. Lord save me, right? Okay, so here's my first issue. Riots happen everywhere 
all the time. Riots, protests, all that stuff. I live near a major city and I have never, nunca en mi vida, have I seen that many police cars come to handle a situation at a mall. So if it really was a group of teens causing havoc, why? Why so many police cars? Then Miami, as well as some surrounding areas, were experiencing major blackouts during this time. Why? Nobody knows. It was also rumored that Miami during the incident grounded planes, so there was a no-fly zone over the area. However, military choppers were flying around the mall. Why? You need some police cars, you need choppers. I don't get it. You following me? So then the stories began on TikTok because back in the day, I used to go check Twitter. That was my news outlet. Now it's TikTok. I just go straight to TikTok and I'm like, what's going on? Here's where it gets crazy. So one man immediately goes viral. He describes to have seen eight to 10 feet creatures walking in the mall. The craziest part is he said, they weren't really doing anything. They weren't hurting anybody. They weren't touching anyone, but they looked completely lost. So he then described them to be sort of staticky, not full images. He also said people were freaked out because they were just black figures, like no detail. First question, why didn't anybody take a video or photo? He says the reason he didn't was because his phone would not work. Another person at the mall posted the same thing. Tall black figures walking around the mall, he called them shadow men, freaking people out. His phone died, he couldn't take a video, and he said that someone was shooting at them because everyone was terrified. This same guy who spoke about this looked completely terrified as he's recounting this story. But here's something wild. He comes on TikTok the next day and he's like, um, you guys, like really serious too. He's like, you guys, I made that up. What I said last night did not happen. I was nowhere near the mall. I'm sorry, but leave me alone. I didn't know it was going to go viral. I didn't expect that to blow up. Blah, 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 blah. You know, the same story everybody gives. Oh, really? But last night you looked like you saw a ghost. And now he's just gone altogether. Like he just disappeared off of TikTok. People grew even more suspicious because at this point, TikToks are spreading. Police go silent. They don't make a statement that night. They don't even make a statement the next day. I think it was like 48 hours later when the first statement is made. But even during all this, all those viral TikToks that were spreading like wildfire slowly started disappearing. But I did manage to see one that really made me think, okay, what is happening? So the night this happened, this young guy, he says that his father is a sergeant for the Miami Police Department. So he said, if this really happened, I'll call my dad right now and ask him and see what he says. So he calls his dad and his dad's like, yeah, what's up, bud? And then he's like, dad, is there aliens at the mall? Silence. And then you hear him go, um, and the kid's like, dad, what happened at the mall? And the dad's like, um, I'm not allowed to speak about it yet. So the kid's face is like, oh my God. He didn't think it was going to go that way. And, and yes, I know the internet sucks and I know 
people are awful and take something and run with it just to go viral for a day or two. But I don't know. Something about that video and the way that man sounded on the phone was, I wish I could tell you, but I can't, son. But like I said, eventually, a few days later, the police came out and were like, look, there were no blackouts. There were no internet outages. There was no ground of air traffic. There was no aliens. And then they brought out somebody dressed as an alien and were like, ah, everybody's laughing. Ah. Not funny. Not funny, Miami police. Because I saw a lot of videos of police that were stationed outside of the mall and the surrounding perimeter. They looked I don't even know how to describe them. There was one video of a guy recording like all the police driving by. There was a police woman in front of him and you hear her say they saw them, don't know what it is, and she looked terrified. Now here's the thing, I'm mad at myself. I'm just as dumb as the people that were there that night. I am so mad at myself because I watched viral TikTok after viral TikTok and did not save any of them and did not screen record any of them. So the next time something like this happens, I'm gonna remember, I hope, to screen record and save these videos. But here's the thing, if it wasn't aliens, why didn't the boy's dad laugh about it? He legit sounded like, like I said, really worried or scared. And here's some major cheese meh, but I don't know, dude. This man came out a few days later and he said that he was in the mall on the upper level. He was looking down and he noticed these three guys looking super suspicious carrying a little box. He then said the box started making a loud popping noise and this massive swirl of light began. He said it grew really big and was a huge circle that you could see into. People started walking towards it because what the heck is it? but then panicked when one of the dark creatures began to walk out of the alleged portal, is what he called it. Then began all the commotion. The guy also said that people were trying to use their phones, but they weren't working. So there's three people there saying that. He too said the creatures were tall and looked really glitchy. Now, in no way am I sitting here telling you that these stories are real. All alleged. Most of the videos I watched are gone, deleted, like I said. I cannot find them. I even sent my brother some and I can't see those. But my thing is why? Why are the videos all gone? If it's not true, why? On the opposite end, I do say with all those people around, how did not a person snap a photo or video? So I've only seen one photo that's still surfacing around of a tall black figure outside of the mall. Eh, it's so fuzzy and grainy, like always. I don't know what to believe. Then there's a video of somebody from a higher level. I don't know if it's somebody from a helicopter or somebody from a tall rise, but they're like videoing the mall on the outside as well. And you can see some police cars and it looks to be searchlights going around the mall, but somebody zoomed in and circled it looks like some type of light creature walking slowly. Now that video is kind of weird. I think I posted it if you guys follow me on Instagram one night or actually the night this happened and I don't know what to think about that video. There's definitely something there but somebody dissected the video 
and said that if you look at the police that are standing at the cars near where this so-called creature is walking, none of them are looking at it. If there was a giant eight-foot alien walking, I'm pretty sure everyone would be looking at it. And then the biggest thing, if there were a bunch of teens being rowdy and that many police cars were needed, why aren't any of those kids talking about what happened? Aliens or not? I work in a school and kids talk. So I find that really weird. So here's the thing. Something definitely happened here at the mall in Miami. I am not going to shout out it was aliens. But do y'all remember the Vegas aliens? The UAP that flew across the sky and landed in someone's backyard and then somebody said there's some creatures in my backyard they're about eight feet tall yeah and that family too has gone silent but remember the government did go to their house and has now set up secured like high security cameras around that family's house if it was nothing then why go through the trouble why here's my final thought on this and i've said this many times before i've read cia documents public documents about people walking through walls, having wild abilities, documents of men being turned to stone by lasers, portal reports, and lots and lots of UAP and alien sightings. My mind is open to all, no matter how wild the story is. Anything is possible. Things in this case were handled very strange, but we've already been told that aliens are real and exist. Our government has said this, yet so many still refuse to believe in the possibility of another race being around or existing amongst us. I said it about the Vegas situation and I'll say it again. Humans are not ready to meet these beings. Y'all aren't. <laughs> Look how we treat each other. So yeah, this story goes into the conspiracy files for now, just like all the rest. So maybe in like 10 or 15 years, they'll come out and say, remember that Miami thing? Well, it was real. <laughs> there was also this crazy conspiracy that I definitely checked on, but this woman, so the so the, she was going along with the story of the guys with the little box and it opening a portal and they were scared, blah, blah, blah. If you take the coordinates of the Miami Mall and reverse them, you come out in Antarctica somewhere. But somebody looked this and debunked this and they were like, nah, you got the coordinates wrong. But if it were true, that would be really cool. But that was not true. <laughs> All right, on to some true crime here. Over the break... The Gilgo Beach serial killer. So, now last season I mentioned that a man was taken into custody, Rex Hewerman, after it was discovered three out of 11 bodies found on Gilgo Beach were tied back to Sir Rex. If you don't know the case of the Gilgo Beach murders, I did a very brief explanation on an episode titled Murderers Among Us because I discovered the stories of the bodies found uh, near Gilgo Beach and was very shocked that this had not been made like super public. Long story short, a bunch of bodies were discovered um, by an off-duty police officer and I mean it just had serial killer written all over it. They were all kind of left the same 
victims were mostly sex workers. It was crazy. But last season, they tied all of this to some man from New York, who I believe is like a big, popular New York architect. And yes, he was charged with three out of the 11 victims. And y'all, they have DNA. He bought a bunch of burner phones to keep in contact with his victims and do God knows what else with them. So we've got the DNA, we've got the phones. They also have him like on surveillance video, like from the train station to the phone shop to his workplace. And like they kind of watched him. And some of the phone calls he made to either victims or victims' families, because yes, he liked to call the victims' family sometimes, pinged exactly where he was. So that's another thing they're going to throw at him. So all of that... And of course, they also mention his very strange porn search history. But as weird and crazy as his searches were, I feel like that's not really a reason to go out and kill people. Or that's not evidence enough to commit someone and find them guilty. Unfortunately, that's how things go around these parts and it's not going to help his case. No judgment here. The fetish world is full of anything and everything. We all know this. And I mean, y'all do your thing. You do whatever you want to do. However, he's got a lot of evidence against him is all I'm saying. And it's not looking good for him. So Rex has been charged for the deaths of Melissa Bartholomew, Megan Waterman, and Amber Costello. All three of the bodies were discovered off a highway near Gilgo Beach. But a fourth body found in the same area has also now been linked to Rex. 25-year-old Maureen Brainerd Barnes, and you know how they are linking him to these bodies? So he had a thing for tying his victim's legs and or hands, most times using a belt that he wore or some type of rope. So they found these tiny hairs not belonging to the victim or Rex in some cases. The hairs belonged to Rex's wife and daughter. Scandaloso, right? Now, if you've ever lived with someone with long hair, then you know that stuff gets everywhere. That gets intertwined in your clothes, TMI, but in your butt. Like, it's crazy. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Hair gets everywhere. It's always everywhere. So what they're saying is the wife and daughter's hair was on him and then it was left behind at the scene of the crime. So I guess it kind of like intertwined into the belts, the rope, and using nuclear DNA, that's a term I've never heard before, which is supposed to be like super accurate, allegedly, um, they tied it back to them. Now, there are still seven other victims that they're trying to see if they can also be tied to Rex. My guess is eventually, allegedly, yes. I mean, it's pretty obvious, especially based on location and the manner in which the victims were found. I hope that like most serial murderers, Rex will fall into his pride and just confess and tell everything he did. Tell us the truth. Please, Rex. So I'm sure we'll hear more about this this year. And eventually we're going to know somewhat of what happened. I mean, Rex, you're done. Like, you're going to be in prison for a long, long... You're never coming out. <laughs> Let me just be honest. You are not coming out. 
Hola, mi gente. I can't believe it's our fourth season already. I'm just popping in to make sure that you are following Creepy Chisme on Instagram and TikTok. That's where I update y'all and post lots more creepy stories. Something new this season is if you love the show, you can now support your girl by buying me a cafecito, a little coffee. The link can be found in my Instagram bio as well as the show notes down below. All donations will go towards new podcast equipment to make the show better quality for you and also to future Mi Gente giveaways. You can donate any amount shown and write me a cute, creepy little message. Also, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast, don't forget to leave me a five-star rating. And if you leave a great review and I see it, I might just reach out with something fun for you. You can also email me all your creepy stories and details or any future podcast topics you'd like to hear. The email is creepychismeforyou at gmail.com. That's the number four, Y-O-U at gmail.com. Thank you so much, mi gente, for all the support, all the love, and keep sharing and spreading the creepy chisme. Okay. Now back to more creepiness. So if you're a longtime listener, then you know back in season one, I did an episode called Natalia Barnett, Woman or Child. And not to toot my own horn, but for being one of my first episodes, it's pretty good. So if you haven't heard it, go check it out. It's actually my top listen to episode of all of them even before the HBO documentary series began. Now, if you listened, you clearly heard me go back and forth with my decision. Was she a child? Was she a woman? I don't know. I don't know. If you don't know, really quick, Natalia is a dwarf and she came from the Ukraine. She was adopted at the age of eight by the Barnett family. Now, the family quickly noticed some things that were kind of strange about her. Like for being eight years old, she had a lot of pubic hair. She allegedly had a menstrual cycle. And not only that, they claimed she was psychotic and wanted to kill them and their kids. And so pretty much the family convinced the courts and had Natalia's age legally changed to 22 years old. They dumped her off at a furnished apartment and she was left to live on her own. Now, in my past episode, I mentioned why, why not just DNA test her? That would just answer all the questions. And honestly, why didn't they do this in the court when they were trying to change her age, right? Ugh. Okay. Anyway. So HBO released a documentary series called Natalia Barnett and tells pretty much what I spoke about in my past episode. And most of that came from the perspective of the Barnett family. Not much is heard from Natalia at all in season one. Well, recently, season two dropped and came out of nowhere. I didn't even know it was coming. And it's called Natalia Speaks. And boy, does she speak. Okay. She goes through almost every accusation made against her by the Barnetts and tells what really happened. Now, do not listen to this next part if you plan to watch because, spoiler alert, skip ahead now. Well, Natalia confronts Michael Barnett, and oh man, honestly, dude's mentally messed up. He's either severely traumatized or a horrible actor. But after two attempts, 
at talking. The first one, hilarious. <laughs> but Natalia pretty much is like, yo, why? Why'd you do this to me? Why'd you let your crazy wife abuse the hell out of me and take away my childhood? And Michael's like, well, she took my life too. She took mine too and my boys. That was just a little reenactment there for you. So apparently she was abusive to him too, the wife. Now, he claims that the wife was a psychopath, literally. However, Michael still messed up and aided and ruined this little girl's life. Eventually, he does apologize, but honestly, what an asshole. Like, seriously? Then he speeds off in his expensive-ass car that he barely fits in. <laughs> so anyway, Natalia proves with DNA, finally, right? that she is now around the age of 21 or 22. Meaning, back then, when all of this went down, she was actually seven or eight years old. That is so effed up. When I tell you, the entire time I watched this second season, I was literally shouting at the TV. I was throwing food at it. I was... I had to keep pausing it to go take a walk. Not outside because it's cold, but like through the house. I got to be like, what? And then I'd go walk because I'd be so like, what the? Yeah, <laughs> it is so messed up, this poor little girl. I just keep thinking about when they dumped her at her apartment and were like, take care of yourself. Especially when they knew deep down inside she was a little girl, those bastards. So there's a lot of details and explanations, but you can watch the show if you haven't yet. I'm just here to finally give my opinion, okay? Obviously, it's proven. We can't argue it anymore. Natalia was a kid. She was a child, period. However, she was a child who grew up an orphan, a foster child. She spent the first year of her life in a Ukrainian orphanage where, oddly enough, all her legal documents got destroyed in a flood. But children who grow up in any system like this go through things one can't even imagine. She says it herself, she can't remember a lot of stuff from her past, and that's a clear trauma response, okay? We all know this. This girl went through all kinds of abuse, starting in the Ukraine orphanage to the Barnets and even after. Everybody she encountered pretty much in her entire life tossed her to the side didn't want her. Here's the reality. The Barnets wanted to be saviors. Just like these YouTubers who go adopt kids, like they just want to look like a savior. But that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to look like the good guys, right? They were already parents though. That's not what they wanted. They didn't want to be parents. They just wanted a child to look like good people. And so here comes this disabled child with heavy traumatic baggage. I think... This is all a legend, but this is my theory, okay? I think Natalia may have had really bad behavioral issues. Very common amongst children in foster care. She might have said and done appropriate things that made the Barnets feel uncomfortable or maybe did things that they didn't want their children to be exposed to. So instead of looking like the bad guys having to return their adopted daughter. They create this lie and this story and force Natalia to also lie and tell other people that she's not a kid. Mind you, she's a she's got behavior issues and she's gonna tell the neighbor, 
yeah, I'm not a kid because she probably really does feel like that. Like I'm grown. You can't tell me what to do, right? But she is a kid, okay? <laughs> I don't, I just don't understand. I feel that after everything, Michael really needs to help Natalia file a suit against at least Christine Barnett, but I know he's not going to do it because he doesn't want to get in trouble, but he should. He should get in trouble. He was there. He was part of this. No doubt about it. Natalia and Michael both experienced different things, but the thing that they had in common were stories of how Christine reacted. And this helps me to believe even more she was the mastermind. She was known to record shit to hold against them. She mentally abused their character, drained them. I feel sorry for the Barnett boys, honestly, but they're older now and I hope they will speak out too one day and give us some more explanation of what the hell happened here. It's, it's still a wild story and I can't get over it. <laughs> I cannot get over it. So many of you messaged me <laughs> about this. It's insane. Now I do want to mention Natalia she gives me some weird vibes though. Now, she may have some emotional issues. They do talk about some of that, but she did a lot of like emotional crying without tears. And that to me is like psychopathic traits, <laughs> um, which I mean, it could be a possibility. A lot of the times when she was being asked questions like, hey, did this happen? And then she would say, well, if they say that happened, I don't know if I did it. I don't remember. Like that was a lot of her answers. Everything had an answer though. So I don't know. I really don't. But anyway, the season ended with Natalia being adopted by the odd family that took her in. I think they're called the man's family. It's like a Christian pastor and his wife and they have a bunch of kids. Now, legally, Natalia's age has not been changed back. So when she was being adopted, the judge was like, so legally, you're 34, right? And she was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's so crazy, girl. But she says she does want to go to court, fight it, change it back, go to school, and go after the Barnetts for what they did. And I don't blame her. I hope she does. I hope she does because she has got a good case, a good lawsuit. I hope a lawyer takes her under his wing or her ring. Her wing. <laughs> but the doc series ended with a major cliffhanger. And this is what people were talking about. A super cliffhanger. The man's family that adopted Natalia called the production crew saying that they were done with Natalia. Mind you, they adopted her. They said she was selfish and evil and just pretty much a narcissist. And I'm like, what? What did she do? What did she do now? I'm thinking money issues, financial problems, like maybe she didn't want to give them any money from the documentary. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what else could she do? So they told the producers they kicked her out of their house and they no longer want anything to do with her. And that's how it ended. Are they building the story for next season? Or, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like what could have happened? <laughs> what could she have done? Now get this. So the other night on my TikTok feed, Natalia herself was on Alive. She was singing Taylor Swift songs and someone was in the room with her, but I don't know who. So she's not alone, thankfully, but shortly after she posted that she would no longer be going on TikTok and needed to take a social media break. Wild. <laughs> I think just people were bashing her and 
shame on you HBO for leaving that season that way because now she can't be on social media and she can't be out and about because they left it as <laughs> it's just so crazy the whole season the whole show they're like oh poor girl this is not true this is not true this is I can't believe they did this to her she's she's a poor little orphan she was a poor little orphan and then at the end they're like but she's evil and her family doesn't want her like what I can't I can't I can't do it oh lord so yeah she was on TikTok for a few days and now she's gone. So now we wait for season three. I really want Mrs. Barnett. Oh my gosh. I want to hear her response to all of this. But I don't know if that would ever happen. I think she lives in Canada somewhere. So if you're up in Canada, beware. So yeah, definitely check out that series. Like I said, regardless of what, what is true or not, it is still crazy. And let me know what you think if you saw it. I'm curious. I want to talk about it. <laughs> I need to talk about it with somebody. Like I said, I barely touched on all the stuff that they talked about. So go hear all of it. Not sponsored. And let me know if you want me to go more into detail and do a full episode on it. But I'm telling you, this series explains a lot. And if you don't even know what I'm talking about, just go listen to my episode in my first season to get the Barnett side of the story and then go watch the second season. This is now the part of the show where I update you on my life, talk about any updates I've recently heard or crazy breaking news. Normally, I started my episodes like that, but I want the listener to get what they came for, and then if they like me, they can stay and get to know me better. Okay, y'all heard that, right? I'm shaking. I'm shaking. The ghosts want to be on the podcast season one. I mean, oh, I can't even talk. Season four, episode one. Oh, I hope I got that on recording. So I'm in my little office at my parents' house and I'm there's a door and when you open the door, it makes a squeak. Well, the door just squeaked, but it's not open. It's cracked, but it's not open and it's been like that the entire time. So what the hell? <laughs> oh God. All right, let me finish this really quick. <laughs> wow. Ooh, my stomach turned. Like, I got so scared. Okay. I'm literally shaking, you guys. But, uh, yes, normally I start my episodes this way. So now we're going to end them this way. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, recently, I told y'all I've decided to go gray. It has been eight months since I dyed my hair, and it is growing in so nicely. So very nice. I've gotten nothing but compliments. I've had moments of weakness. But I've made it this far, so there's no going back. <laughs> and actually, somebody said I was too young to be growing out my gray hair. But unless they're going to pay the salon bill or they're going to damage or they're going to buy me new, um, new hair, don't say anything. <laughs> okay. So I'm still working on that. I've also started to take a little bit better care of myself mentally and physically which everyone should, but I'm the type of person who puts others first. And I said this year I'd work on that. I'm going to work on it. <laughs> 
I'm also not going to chase people and beg people to hang out or be my friend or choose to stay in my life. Life keeps moving no matter what, you know, and that's really sad, but that's life. You guys, this season has only just begun. I cannot wait to get into the creepiness, the nitty gritty with you. I'm so excited. We've got some new stories, murder cases, more cryptid talk, special guests, interviews, fun. Apparently we've got Go showing up to the podcast and so much more. I hope that you are ready. Gracias por escuchar y nos vemos pronto. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, stay creepy and spread the chisme. Adios, miente. Adios, miente.